Battle readiness in your life only comes from the power of God. So you've got to be walking with God to be battle ready. Who in this room thinks that we are in a battle? Okay, now listen to me. If you think we're in a battle and yet you're not battle ready, there is a problem. You know what the problem is? You're going to get pretty beat up. You're going to get harmed. You're going to get defeated. Unless you have the power of God. Unless you give it all you have. The author Mark Batterson who wrote the book Chase the Lion. The first book he wrote on this subject was In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day. That sounds fun. We have sign-ups for that right in the back. Right after service, Penny's going to be there. You know, signing it up for jumping in the pit with a lion on a snowy day. Who's in? Like seriously, it says that Beniah chased the lion into the pit. Wow. Hear this story with me. Verses 20 through 23. There was also Beniah, son of Jehodiah, a valiant warrior from Cobzel. He did many heroic deeds. Wouldn't you like somebody to to talk about your life with that phrase. He did many heroic deeds, which included killing two champions of Moab. Another time on a snowy day, he chased a lion down into a pit and killed it. Once armed only with a club, he killed an imposing Egyptian, which means very large, warrior who was armed with a spear. Benaiah wrenched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with it. Deeds like this made Benaiah as famous as the three mightiest warriors. He was more honored than the other members of the 30, though he was not one of the three. And David made him the captain of his bodyguard. Let's pray together. Father God, I thank you for this word today. I thank you for this encouraging, crazy story about a guy who did not succumb to his fears and taught us how to go into the battle ready to serve you with our lives. Teach us today in Jesus' name, amen. So this story of Beniah is very interesting and It's short. There's not a lot about him. There's not a lot about his life in the text. But there is a lot more about him than a lot of the other men that that David talks about. We'll get to the interesting points as we go along the story. The first thing we see is a little bit about Benaiah's character. It says right here in verse 20, verse A, there was also Benaiah, son of Jehodia, a valiant warrior from Kabzil. Benaiah was valiant. He was valiant, so I've heard the word valiant, and when I think of the word valiant, my mind goes to like a medieval kind of fictional story somewhere. Anybody with me? Right? I go, I go to this, you know, I'm seeing armor, I'm seeing swords, seeing all that stuff, and the reality is this, the word valiant means way more than this mental image of a movie you might have seen. 
it means this. The definition of the word valiant is possessing or acting with bravery or boldness. If we have all agreed, and I saw all of your hands go up when I said, are you in a battle? Are you in a war? And it is a spiritual battle and a spiritual war that we're in every single day. And if you don't believe that, then you literally don't believe the word of the Bible. Okay? Because the scripture tells us that we are fighting a battle every single day and that our enemy is not flesh. So you have to remind yourself of that. Right? Because it might be the person next to you right now. You just want to, you know, not any of y'all. It's not flesh and blood. It's not your boss. It's not, it's not the, the, you know, evil whatever. It's not the government. It's not all these things. It is the darkness and principalities of darkness run by Satan and his demons. That is our enemy. I was a youth minister one time. I won't tell you any names or, or time periods or anything, but I had a pastor I served with. Walked in one time and said, hey, here's a flyer from the church down the road. I just want you to know who your competition is and threw it down on my table. And I gently and kindly, you know, in a loving fashion, Brandon, of course, looked back and I said, um, no, that's not my competition at all. Satan is my competition. And because he is here to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. You got it. And we have to be on guard. We have to be ready to fight that battle every single day. And what we need to do with the other churches down the street, you ready? We need to lock arms. We need to go back to back with them. Because they're our, they're our battle partners. You may work with somebody who's at that church down the street. And y'all need to be praying together at work, amen? You need to be getting right and doing this thing because we are at war. Being valiant means this, that you have to be brave. I have to be brave. Remember how I was honest earlier and said, sometimes I want to turn and run? Look, I know you do. I know you do. Why? Because you got flesh just like I do. You have a heart just like I do. You have eyes just like I do. We're just like Simon Peter. and We take our eyes off Jesus sometimes. And what do we do? We begin to sink. We begin to walk in the flesh. And we can't do it. We've got to walk in the Spirit of God. We've got to stay valiant. We've got to stay true. Here's a question. Do you live and walk in fear or in bravery? The next point. It's along the same lines. And it's the word valiant is a descriptor of this. And it's that Benaiah was a warrior. It says there in the rest of this verse. There was also Benaiah son of Jehodiah. A valiant warrior from Kabzil. Now. If you're in a battle. You have a choice. Are you going to be a warrior or are you going to lose? Right? I mean, that's pretty much your choices. You're going to be a warrior. You're going to do what you have to do to be ready to do what you have to do. Right? So, back in the day, I had the privilege, the honor, and a great counselor to raise two boys, okay? And many, <laughs> that was Pam laughing, by the way. Um, and now they are men, um, and that's Jimmy laughing, and that's scary, yeah. It's frightening. If, if you remember 
I just want to say this just because we're family, right? We can talk. If you remember Nick and his, um, let's just say, pyromaniac addictions, could you raise your hand for me? Let me just see in this room if you saw, yeah, witness. So, yeah, I had this youngest son, and I remember, who remembers back in the day, I hate, I hate to say this word, but pre-COVID, right, when we actually would have large gatherings at people's homes? Who remembers the, the, the meet and greets, the open houses at our house, right? Okay, so you may, I, I, I'm just curious, does anybody remember the fire pit, right? And one night, the house is packed, all ages, senior adults, you know, people, you know, mild-mannered, nice people hanging out. And all of a sudden, I see a torched Pringles can flying through the air. Does anybody, does anybody remember that? And I'm like, oh, he's going to die. You know? And... The good news is we don't always stay crazy, right? The good news is there's a warrior inside of all of us. The other day, we got to be a part of his graduation from being at armor school. And that child, you ready? That one, that crazy kid, okay, is now a second lieutenant in the army in a, in a tank unit. He's commanding tanks and men and women are doing that. And he's in the cavalry, Right? Got the cowboy hat and everything. Let's go get him. Crazy, huh? Bill, here's a side note. Side note. That kid I'm talking about, you don't know him. But he's a great kid. He's a young man now. He used to sleep at night with his orange Gideon Bible when he was a little kiddo. How about that? And he used to carry that around with him. We believe it's part of his salvation story. It's really awesome. Here's the thing. He didn't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to go get in that tank and I'm going to do this stuff and whatever. He had to be serious about his training to even get into the deal. He had to get into the deal and then he had to get into the deal. Test after test, exam after exam, crazy stuff that I would never do in a zillion years. The last part of his test was waking up at 2 a.m. and running 12 miles with a 50-pound pack and whatever, in the darkness. Now that, that sounds sound fun to you. It does not sound fun to me. Just complete confession. But that's what it took for him to get to that. What is it going to take for you and I to get to where God wants us to be as the warrior he's designed us to be in this battle and fight that all of us are living? If you sit back and you do nothing, and you think it's just going to come to you, I got news for you, it doesn't work that way. You cannot be a warrior sitting back doing nothing. Was that soft and gentle? I tried to make it that way. But you can't. You have to get off your tush. Can you say that on stage, preacher? Right? You have to get on with it. You have to prepare yourself. The author of the book, Chase Lyon, Mark Batterson, he, he kind of requoted St. Augustine and said this, work like it depends on you and pray like it depends on God. And you can see that mindset, that mantra all over Scripture. And I love it because at some point, Benaiah had to do this. He had to move his feet in a fast fashion to chase that lion to where that lion went into that pit 
And he jumped in there with him. And he was ready because he was trained and he was ready to do it. Are you trained? Are you willing to do what God is calling you to do? I love this point in verses 20b through 21. Benaiah's fear did not defeat him. See, what happens is sometimes our fear is what literally defeats us before we even get started. Listen to this passage. It's amazing. He did many heroic deeds, which included killing two champions of Moab. Another time on a snowy day, he chased a lion down into a pit and killed it. Once armed only with a club, he killed an imposing Egyptian warrior who was armed with a spear. Benaiah took that spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with it. Does fear have power in the battle of your life? You know, we sing on Sunday morning some incredible songs, and there's some that we've sang in here about fear. I stand in your love, you know that song? Fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. The biblical point there is basically when you stand in the power of the love of God, nothing can stand against you. Amen? I want to encourage you. Josh, I think it's James. It, Josh, is it Josh Williams? Uh, anyway, y'all know the song Fear is a Liar? Know that song? Love, Zach Williams, there you go. And so here's, here's the song. Fear is a Liar, right? So the way fear works is this. It's not like you're getting up to, to go train and go into that battle that you're in today. It's like these, and, and, and you just get sidetracked from the fear. It's like subtle little lies. Because Satan is here to steal, kill, and destroy, we said, but there's one way that he does that. This is critically important. Your enemy has an MO. He has a um, mode of operation. Okay? And the way he works is this. He lies. You follow me? He lies. Any Andy Andrews fans out there? Andy Andrews is an author and he wrote a book um, called How to Kill 11 Million People. And basically it's the story of, of Nazi Germany and how they lied to people and just literally lied to them telling them to get on these trains. We're going to take you to you know, protection and we'll, we'll, we'll take you to where you're safe. And they literally just lied to their face. And those trains rolled right into concentration camps. And you know the story from there. Listen, Satan wants to steal, kill, and destroy you and your family and everybody else on the planet Earth. He's going to do it in one way. He is going to lie and deceive. That is it. That's the way he does it. We have to be ready for this. We have to be valiant warriors. We have to be people that are not afraid of him. The bottom line, honestly, if you want to have fear, you ready for it? It's better to be more afraid of God than anybody else. I've served in a church and one time I had to talk to a man kind of sternly because he was telling me that I was doing things wrong which is okay, because I do things wrong. But in this case, I wasn't wrong. I was just trying to be obedient. And I looked back as gently as I could, and I said this. I said, I want you to understand something. You can fire me today. But I am more afraid of God 
than I will ever be of you. Okay? Because when God speaks to us, hello, okay, we have to obey it. We don't have, you do not have the freedom to go back to the marching orders and say, um, excuse me, I don't really like that plan. Like, that bothers my Saturdays. You know? We don't have the option to disobey orders, change them up, tweak them to our preferences or desires. We have to do what God says when he says how he says. Benaiah's fear did not defeat him. He was obedient. Verse 22, deeds like this made Benaiah as famous as the three mightiest warriors. Benaiah's actions created his reputation. His actions created his reputation. The things he did in his life literally created what people talked about. Now how awesome is that? You have the power to create your own reputation. And by the way, as a believer in Jesus Christ, your reputation matters. What people say about you in the public forum matters, so be above reproach, as Paul says. There's only one way when they tell you you're a fool that that's okay, and that's if they say you're a fool for the Lord. And that's in Scripture too. I want to encourage you to watch what you say and how you say it. Watch your actions, your attitudes, the things that you're putting into your life. Because those are the things that will come out. Pam and I, you know, we're, we're kind of getting accustomed to empty nesting and it's pretty good. We're enjoying that part of our life. But you know what we're having to do a lot? We're having to look at each other and go, Oh well, I guess we won't be watching this television show anymore. Okay, because we'll get into something on Netflix and you know how they do this, right? I mean, they hook you in with the first one. They get you with the literal first show and you're like, oh, this is so great. Finally, a show that I can watch. Finally, something that's wholesome. And then on the third episode, in the third scene, there it was. And you're like, well, no more. You have a choice to make, you know, well, it'll be all right. It's not that big a deal. It's no big thing. But man, it just seems like it's coming every single day. Every single, in this situation, show. Don't be deceived. Church, stand firm in your faith. If you never watch anything but the chosen a thousand times in a row, then watch it. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm just saying, like... Just turn it off. Your actions will create your reputation. And Benaiah's life reflected in his honor and his achievement. He was held in great honor, greater honor than any of the 30, but he was not included among the three. And David put him in charge of the bodyguard. Listen to me here and understand this statement. It sounds a little strange that why didn't he get to be part of the three? Because David had other plans for him. I don't know about you, but the guy who chases the lion 
in a snowy pit, kills him, is the guy that I want to be my bodyguard. Right? I mean, my bodyguard's the whole Tyson family. Okay? So if you know them, I mean, they got me covered. We've had that agreement. Right? So here's the thing. Your reputation, your lifestyle, your actions... The things you do literally promote you to where God wants you to end up. It's not something that you're working for accolades or you're working for favor for yourself. You're doing this for the glory of God, just like Benaiah was doing this for the protection and safety of King David. But it allowed him to get to a place that without that kind of lifestyle, he would have never gotten And you need to understand that your influence, somebody say influence, is so important on this earth that God will literally take you, yes, little old you, and do more than you can ask or imagine. Why? Because he's a God that keeps his promises. And Ephesians 3.20, Paul says specifically and literally that. So, The question is, what now? This pertains to every person in this room. However, the Lord has put a challenge on my heart. There's a phrase in studying this that I feel like we need to do something a little different today. And Ricky, I'm going to ask you to vamp for just a moment, if you will. And this thing that God has put on my heart is this. Men... It is time for you to chase the lion. It is time for us to be the men in our families that we're supposed to be. And you know what I'm talking about. Ladies, it's time for you to chase the lion. And it's time for you to valiantly pray over your men as they lead. So I'm asking you to do this, men. If you want to be a lion chaser, I'm asking you to come forward and let me just pray over you today. If you would come now, men, right here to this altar, if you want to chase the line in your life, and ladies, wives, particular. Others in the congregation, I want you to, if you want to agree with me and encouraging these men in this prayer, I want you to just raise your right hand. And like Ricky encouraged you, I want you to pray over your husband, over your friend, over these men right now. You pray, either out loud or by yourself, it doesn't matter. God hears you, but you pray while we do this, okay? And men, look at me. This is not a game. This is not a game. Satan wants to take you out first. He's going to try it with your friends. He's going to try it with your coworkers. He's going to try it any way he can. He's going to try it on your phones and your computers and all that other stuff. He is going to try to take you out first. And we have to be mighty men. You have to be mighty men when you're old. You have to be mighty men when you're young. You have to move 
away from the distractions of the world and you have to focus on Jesus Christ. Let me pray over you. Let's pray together. Father God, I just come before you right now with these mighty men of God. I just pray in the name of Jesus that you break strongholds of sin right now. Like literally they go home and throw it out. Whatever it is, they just get rid of it. Because you are Lord of all. And you want to give your strength and your power to these men so that we can be men of God, so that we are battle ready when the warrior comes to steal, I mean the evil one comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and we are the warriors that stand against them, chase them into a pit, and kill them. We defend our families for the truth. We don't let Satan near stuff. If we have to cut off a television show, if we have to stop listening to this or that podcast, whatever it is that we have to control ourselves, God, give us the strength to do that. Holy Spirit, give us the conviction of the things that we need to change in our life to walk more in line with you each day. Let us shine the light of Christ and love this dark world so that we can love the people that are in it so that they would see you in us. Let us, because of your power, conquer the darkness around us every single day. Lord, let you be our new stronghold. May the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart Bless your name, Jesus, my rock and my redeemer. In your name we pray. And all of God's men said, amen. Amen.